topic, I think the media in Hollywood has a very wrong idea of who you choose to marry because that's what it is. It is a choice. It's not some predestined, like perfect person that's made especially for you and blah, blah, blah. That's just ushy gushy nonsense. <laughs> and I don't, for Christians especially, it's very unbiblical to believe there's a perfect person for you. The only perfect person for us is Jesus and not a spouse. Um, I think it all goes down to um, God's sovereignty and man's free will. Um, so God does have a sovereign will and he brings it about through the free will of man. So ultimately, he does have somebody like lined up for you, but it's your choice. But he already knows your choice. He didn't pick it for you though. Yeah. So that's that. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely agree with that 100% because we have this um, just unnatural and unrealistic idea of the, the term soulmate. Mm-hmm. You have your soulmate. And, and really, um, some people define it as someone who's ideally suited for you. Some people say it's like, oh, the one person that is meant for you to be with for forever, for marriage, for a relationship. I think now modern times it's kind of changing because obviously the, the idea of marriage is becoming a little outdated. Mm-hmm. But um, within the world of Christianity, we want to ask ourselves this question because we do value marriage and we value it very much because it's something that God created and God ordained. I will say that there's a couple questions that kind of need to be clarified when we talk about this, talking about the, the plan for your life within the relationships that you have. Uh, a couple of them I, I wrote down does God only have one person for you on this earth? And I wrote down no, because we just talked about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, God didn't really create anyone to be perfect for us, to, for them to completely help us in our needs and be compatible for an individual or another. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's not really your purpose as, an indiv- uh, as a human being. And when we, when we talk about that, when we talk about soulmates, it's almost like we, we put that on someone. Like, that, that's your sole purpose, is that you're supposed to be my soulmate, mm-hmm. or their soulmate. And it's very selfish. Yeah, exactly. Um, it also leads us to ask, does God intend for a perfect relationship? Obviously not, because two imperfect people aren't going to create a perfect relationship. Um, does God have a plan for what kind of spouse he wants you to have? You already touched on that, and I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Because there's certain attributes, like we're supposed to be like Christ, we're supposed to be like Jesus, so if we're supposed to be like that, we should look for a spouse that also strives to be like Jesus, to be like Christ. Um, can we marry the wrong person? I would say absolutely. There's There are individuals out there that don't really have the greatest of habits, the attitudes, how they go about things. Um, it's always a choice. You choose the right or the wrong way however I think people kind of get it in their brains of just because you ended up or maybe are dating or have been in a relationship with a person that's not really the best for you that God's plan is completely out of the question in that moment it's like that's not the way that God works because obviously like you said in the beginning life is 
about free will and it's about the choices you make. And God can move in the good and bad choices that we make anyway. So even if we, we have those moments where, let's say we date someone for four years and finally realize that that's not the person for you and you just went through all of this garbage and all of this like emotional damage, but God's still just like, I'm still here for you, I'm still working through you, you're not, I'm not done with you just because of that decision. Um, yeah, and our, our mistakes have a purpose. They mm-hmm. yeah. give us lessons and things to learn from. So I think it's important that we make those mistakes, but not to keep repeating them. Exactly, yep. And that kind of leads into my next point. It's like um, the next question I have, is it okay just to marry anybody? And obviously the, the answer of that would be no, because mm-hmm. some people would be like, well, if it doesn't matter, if God can use me no matter who I end up with, does it really matter? Like, does it truly change things at that point um but it really does because the the person that we're we end up with or wanting to end up with the reason or the construct of marriage is for two people to get closer to god Mm -hmm. and that marriage is a very very unique atmosphere for two individuals that were alone at one point in time that came together that are bringing their lives together for the glory of god rather for the glory of themselves yeah, I, I, I like the point that I heard from a video that said marriage isn't about our happiness, it's about our holiness. Mm, that's good. So ultimately, it's not about us and what exactly we want. That's really good. Yeah, I love those little like catchphrases that people come up with. It's great. <laughs> yeah. That's so true, though, honestly, because um, I was listening to a marriage podcast last week sometime. And she said something a little along the lines of that. It was just one of those, like, aha moments in my head. It's like, we, our Christianity needs to be above our marriage. Mm-hmm, so exactly. we're, we can't put ourselves on such a pedestal where we're like, it's all about us all the time. Oh, they're not going to be considerate of my feelings. Or they're not doing this. They're not doing that. It's like, once you put your Christianity above everything, then you'll know how to act. And that definitely comes in with this topic too when you're trying to find someone if you are putting God's needs before your own at least what you think are your needs you'll actually like you'll be way better off for it in the long run yeah I have a question for you do you think that um kind of like the I don't know how to describe it but Christianity in America we we idolize marriage Mm. so I think it's a big issue for young girls especially like it's not really some girls I'm sure it's blatantly told that oh you're not worth anything unless you're married but I mean it can definitely be more subtle um like if you want to be in ministry or something it's like well you have to be married it has Mm -hmm. to be your husband's like job and his pursuit and blah 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 it's like you can do small stuff like yeah nursery or whatnot like you don't have to be married to be involved and um I think it's important for women to um know themselves and their identity and God before they start to pursue marriage because you need to be aware of your own flaws and character traits before you like involve somebody else in your life because you have to be under a lot of self-control and you have to give yourself a lot over to the other person it's Mm -hmm. not about what you can get it's about what you can give and I think you have to like 
know your weaknesses and your strengths and work on that with the other person and not be in such a rush. Um, I did hear something today, like the first way that love is described in the Bible is patient. We need to be patient and waiting. Like, I think it's good for us to wait for a man to kind of like pursue us. We don't need to constantly be on the lookout because it's not our job. Like if the man like needs to lead us in our marriage, like he needs to lead us even in the beginning of the relationship too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, something that just came to mind when you were, you were explaining this is, is too often our society, especially within America, we have this idea of women empowerment and just basically idolizing of like the female gender. Mm -hmm. And really, I was explaining this to Seth a couple days ago. I was like, it's not empowerment. It's more pride. It's like we're, there's all this pride that's being just grounded up for a specific group of people or this type of person or that type of person when really it's as a woman it's not so much that we are better or not than whoever we're talking about it's more exactly what you're saying it's like our personal identity doesn't come from how great of a businesswoman we are or how much money we're making if we're being treated equally it's like mm -hmm. obviously we should be treating each other respectfully and whatnot but mainly where it comes down to it's like we look to God for that it's like we're not looking for the to the world for that empowerment but we're looking to God for that because he sees women as special and precious and everything that like obviously I don't want to boast but like we are we are all <laughs> those things but really it's like he on, on both sides of the spectrum from men and women he has the way that he feels about them but especially on the on the girl's side of this when we are looking for a relationship you're absolutely right it's like wait it out let yourself like really develop your own relationship with God first because he'll show you not only your worth but also what you need in a husband and in, in ways that you're not even going to realize it at that moment you're going to go through time and and see different qualities in certain individuals and you're going to be like I don't really like this but I really like that and then he's going to show you various things of what he can do in people that you never thought would change. Mind-blowing moments where you're like, wow, it, it, it's all about him. And I think when we take ourselves out of it, that's the best position that we can be in. It's just like it's too much self-focused and not enough him. But when we flip it and it does become God-focused, then it's like that's when it gets serious. And that's when it actually becomes like not only serious, but like meaningful. It's actual meaningful relationship. And, and honestly, it's just like... It's just nice. <laughs> I don't know what other way to describe it. It's just really nice. Um, but I was thinking about what, what are the ways that God, like his, his plan for us finding a spouse. So let's say we are both in a position where we feel like we're, we're wanting to go out there and, and try to find someone to spend the rest of our lives with. What do you think are like the the steps a person a girl or a guy should take in that in that realm i think the number one thing in finding like a godly spouse at least is to just make sure you yourself are in a good position with god that you have that relationship with him first 
and mm-hmm. then you'll be able to recognize that in other people if they have that healthy relationship with God because then you can start to weed out the people who are like you know wishy-washy or just straight up unbelievers because the Bible tells us not to be unequally yoked yeah. so we're not supposed to marry unbelievers so that automatically gets rid of a lot of people <laughs> and so I think just having that firm foundation in the Lord first can help you find that in a spouse and that's like the number one important thing for a Christian mm-hmm. in their life being have that like spiritually spiritually mentally emotionally maturity I think mm-hmm. that's like the best way for me to condense it all down yes. <laughs> it's like really focusing on mainly like the overarching idea is maturity but in those specific areas of, of first having a relationship with God but also looking at yourself and being like am I mentally ready for a relationship <laughs> yeah. and emotionally ready for a relationship because it's going to be taxing in all of those areas mm-hmm. it's going to push you to your limit in, in a good way or a bad way so if it is a bad way then obviously that person's not healthy for you and you should be like stiff-arming them very far (laughs) away. Be like, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. But if it's the opposite and they're a type of person where they're they're comforting you and they're they're trying to be there for you and and not so much of an in a condemning way, but just their natural disposition is you're constantly wanting to better yourself as a person, then that's definitely a very um, positive sign to go forward and really get to know them better. Um, yeah and don't just look on the outside because looks can fade and mm-hmm. yeah that stuff comes and goes so look on the inside look for character look at that maturity like don't just go for the outside because in the end that's not what's important mm-hmm. yeah we're way too focused on that nowadays I mean mm-hmm. it's always been a problem but I feel like being like just girls are shallow nowadays it's just it's very much oh they're they they do not fit the type of person i want they're not in the right group mm-hmm. they don't say or wear the right things i don't want them to even remotely go there or think about that it's like that's that's definitely not god's way at all he is he's not partial he doesn't show any favoritism to anyone he strictly goes straight to the the heart of a person and realize like where they're at exactly it's, another good tip for us girls to try to think in those terms rather than on the outward appearance because I mean I am guilty of it I will admit <laughs> good like seeing Seth for the first time even like I grew up around him I never thought anything of him it wasn't my stereotypical like dreamboat as a, a girl I was like no I don't want to like no he's not my type I don't care it's like don't force me no 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 and then finally I just it got to a point where we became friends and then eventually I actually saw like his character and the real person that he was and um, eventually like the, the whole like attraction, physical attraction thing comes later. It's like, oh yeah, he actually is really cute or whatever, but it's more so that you get to see them, their true selves. There's no filters, there's no covers, just who they are, very blatant out there. And I was like, all right, I can jive with this. Like, this this works pretty well. And then, yeah, this trying to judge someone off of their appearance is definitely not a very healthy thing to do to anybody. And especially trying to find a romantic partner is is not a good idea. Yeah, because often the character can be more attractive 
than their outward mm -hmm. appearance. Yeah. They can be like the most kind person ever and they may have like a big nose, but <laughs> over time you could come to like their unique features, but you never would have gotten to know them fully and truly for who they are. That's what you did is just be like, oh, I don't like the way they look because mm -hmm. that's just so shallow and yeah. narrow minded and God doesn't like when we think that way. <laughs> What's so crazy is this like we, how would it be if he, would, he saw us in that way? He would pick all of our the smallest of flaws and constantly just bring them up and be like, oh, well, I can't help them because of this, or I can't help them because of that. And if that was the case, that would be terrible because we have <laughs> many. He, he of any, any being on, in this universe like knows exactly what we deal with. So we have, as humans, we have no place to really pick each other apart because we don't really, we don't know. Um, getting back on the topic, that was kind of a rabbit trail. But um, I think another question would be, so let's say you have done that, you, you have really worked on your relationship with God, you've let him show you things, you've matured in those ways that we've talked about. Um, he, you're kind of going down that path to where you feel like you're getting closer to actually being ready to put yourself in that, in that state of life where you're looking actively looking for somebody. Um, I would say the first thing to do would be to put yourself in a good environment. That is the number one thing. Cause when I hear people, they're looking for a spouse at their work or at the gym, it's like, obviously God will provide someone no matter where you're, where you're at, mm -hmm. but there are certain places that probably aren't the best. <laughs> you just meet some random person in Walmart. It's like, I don't know. I mean, maybe <laughs> but let's use a little bit more discernment than that. Like what, what would you say are some like good environment places? Um, well, church, obviously. Yeah. Probably number one. And then just things related to that. So, like, youth groups, or depending on how old you are, just different Bible study groups, or just different ways you can get involved in the church, or different community events. Just things that you enjoy doing, because, like, if you meet somebody in, envir in, in an environment that... Like, you're doing stuff that you like, and you're in a good mood, a good attitude. I think that can be very attractive to somebody, and it could, like, somebody would really, like, see you in that moment and be like, wow, this person's cool. Maybe I want to mm. talk to them. Yeah. So I think just putting yourself out there and not just sitting at home waiting for someone to come knocking on your door. <laughs> I think just being <laughs> pro proactive about it is yep. a good way to go. I think that's kind of a, b a bad place for girls since it is like we were taught like guys should make the first move we kind of take it a little bit too far in the whole sense of mm -hmm. yeah we're supposed to be sitting on the couch eating ice cream and cheetos when <laughs> prince, prince charming will knock on our door and be like hello <laughs> <laughs> you no know, you can't you do have to put yourself out there a little bit yes and that and that uh, will give you the opportunity to meet people and to mingle mm -hmm. um i would say once you are in that environment and you're kind of like, all right, thinking about it, like, oh, maybe this person, maybe that person. I definitely think that that's where the whole you and God relationship comes into play because he'll give you kind of the eyes to see, okay, this person is like this, not really sure how I'm feeling about that. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I need to date. Like, I need to date people. I need to date. It's like, you can actually, just by observing, you'll learn a lot about people. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't even need to date them to really know a good amount of information of an individual. You just need to watch. Mm -hmm. You just watch how they act with others and 
like different situations, their temperament, and then you can kind of, once that's kind of, and you're in the green light there, you can go forward and, and ask their beliefs, where they see their future, their goals in life, like getting to know those kind of like base mm -hmm. questions, getting like closer to the, the root of the problem. <laughs> like, how do you feel about God? Like, are you new in your relationship with God? Because if you're a brand new convert, that could also kind of be an interesting dynamic. It's just like, you really need someone who's rooted and grounded in their faith that is not gonna waver at all. Mm -hmm. Like, especially as a, as a man. Like, you need someone who is gung-ho on fire for God, knows their relationship, and will propel you as a couple within your relationship with God as well. Yeah. Um, how would you say, oh, maybe, how do I, how do I stage this question? What are some good practices for, like, a healthy dating, like, I'm not sure how, I'm, like, just <laughs> coming up with this question, I'm not, I'm not sure how to ask, it was, like, what are some healthy ways of dating, I guess, is maybe the easiest way of asking. Like, what are some, as a Christian, Christian woman, how to go about getting to know someone that's not going to put yourself in a position where you're emotionally or even physically going to put yourself in a compromising place? Um, so the first thing that comes to mind is just boundaries. Mm -hmm. I think you should have physical boundaries and emotional boundaries, as in don't spill all your baggage on this person. That's a great one. At once. That's a great one. Because <laughs> you don't know if it's going to last. Say it's your first date and you tell them your whole life story. It's like, okay, that was a lot. <laughs> you should definitely be, you know, careful with what you tell people. Um, and then with the physical boundaries, obviously, you should wait on, you know, the whole hand-holding, kissing, whatnot. I think until either marriage some people think they need to wait until marriage to even kiss which is fine or at least till you're dating for a while mm -hmm. because you need to be serious about it yeah so I think just boundaries are probably the healthiest way to start dating as a Christian and communication about what you're both looking for what you expect out of the, the relationship do you want kids do you want to get married what's the timeline like you need to talk about these things so yeah. that you're not compromising what you want in life. Because if they don't want kids and you really want kids, I don't think it's going to be a good idea for you guys to stay together because mm -hmm. one of you is not going to be happy in the end. Yeah. And really, like, it's not your place to try to change someone. Mm -hmm. That being like, oh, well, I'll just convince them or I'll force them to do exactly what I want. Yeah. I I've been seeing that in different relationships and especially with the girls... Like, I know me included, it's like, we really try to push our agenda with a lot of things, and yes. it's, it's really, really hard not to, like, be like, you're doing this, <laughs> regardless if you like it or not. <laughs> really, when it, especially when it comes to those really big moments in life, those decisions that are going to affect your future. Um, find someone who is, doesn't have to be 100%, but very similar in, in your priorities because that'll mm -hmm. make your life and those who are listening's lives a lot easier down the road because if you're not connecting on those areas it's, it's just going to cause a lot of problems down the road um, 
Yeah, you want the same goals, and especially as Christians, like, our faith should be the number one goal, is to, like, increase God's kingdom. That is what you should do first and foremost, and then the little life things come after that, like kids mm-hmm. and things, but yeah, that should be your shared goal. Mm-hmm. I would say also maybe uh, going back to the idea of what are some good ideas for dating, not putting yourself strictly in isolated situations or environments mm-hmm. constantly. I'd say it's in the beginning, really try to hang out in big groups or at least a group. It doesn't have to be huge, but just yeah. other people being around them because it'll give you the accountability of not diving into your entire life story. <laughs> it'll give you those barriers of trying to figure out what is okay and what's not okay within the, the what we just talked about within physically or emotionally, um, you can really see a person of, of what they're going to struggle with and what they're not going to struggle with because every person is different. Um, some some people, they really don't have a problem pushing things emotionally. They're really good at like taking it in a, a mature way. And then other people, they're not. They, they rush into things. I'm not. I'm not going to marry them. They're my life. God, it's like you've known them for months. Calm down. It's like, it's going to be okay. This um, one funny thing is how, as Christians, should we view dating versus courting? Are they two different things, or are they just one thing? And people like to call them different things. <laughs> I feel like they're the same-ish. Like, I mean, if it's one person that you're getting to know better to see if, hmm, do I want to marry this person? Mm-hmm. I think it's all relatively the same. I, I <laughs> because being younger and growing up kind of in the church, you hear the whole... Christians don't date. They court. Like we, what a nonsense is this? It's like regardless, like you're a Christian, your goal is always the same, or no matter what you call it, mm-hmm. you always date or court to marry. That's what it is. Doesn't matter what you call it, as long as you're doing what you need to do, that's what matters. Because there's some people who are courting that probably aren't firing on all cylinders or probably <laughs> not doing things the way that they should be. It's like, yeah. Take the take the religious stuff out of it and really bring it down to what it it means and what God wants you to do in that relationship, which is take things slow, get to know the person, make sure that you're creating a healthy environment to where even if it doesn't work, you guys can leave the the situation in a Christianly manner. That's mm-hmm. another thing that is really hard in the world that we live in is for some reason they just think automatically break up you hate that person you never want to see their face again it's like you're yeah. spitting on their <laughs> grave it's like they you don't want any happiness for them but really it's the opposite it's like that's not what it's about you get to know them if it doesn't work out you separate sometimes it's a little harder than others but at least in, in the end if there's some sort of mutual like we're cool that's the best really the best way to go about it because let me tell you, ending things on bad terms is never fun. <laughs> it makes things super, super awkward. Yeah. Um, ooh, I got another question. What would you say about age? What is, what is a good age for girls to start thinking about this stuff? Well, 
I feel like it has a lot to do with your maturity. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't think it's a certain age. I think definitely a good guideline is to be on your own path. Maybe like definitely out of high school. Um, maybe starting college, whatnot. But I think it comes down to your maturity, like spiritually and like what you were talking about earlier. Um, and definitely pray about it. Like try to discern if you yourself are ready for this kind of thing. Um, you should definitely be old enough to make wise this decisions and not just like focus on your emotions, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not sure there's any certain age that you should be. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Maturity is definitely a, uh, a very big thing to, to hone in on when it comes to because every person's different, obviously, we've already said this. For me, I would say, yeah, high school and below really shouldn't be thinking about having a serious relationship because nine times out of 10, it's probably not gonna work out. Mm-hmm. Gonna end up heartbroken and making some really dumb decisions. Because I would say on, on my part, I thought I was mature at 14, <laughs> but I was dumb. Like. Uh, the emotional side of things, I was not maturing at all. I would say, like, on the outer appearance, I had my stuff together. I was really, I, f- I felt like I had, a, like, an older, mature mind where I could really distinguish what was healthy and what was not. And I guess, for the most part, I did make relatively good decisions, but it was more the emo- emotional side of things. I got attached really quickly. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, instant. Someone I saw someone I liked, and I was just like, all about that person and want to know everything about them is like we're gonna be the best of friends <laughs> and then as soon as it doesn't work out I'm just like devastated I'm just an emotional mess and everything's falling apart and I, I it took some time for me to finally get to the moment I am now where I'm like okay I don't have to act like that I can really set up some some precautions in my my heart and my brain when it comes to not like obviously I'm married now so I'm not I'm not relating this to romantically, but even just normal relationships, being able to not <laughs> get so caught up in my emotions most of the time. But yeah, that that maturity level, I would say from 18 on is definitely a good age to start with when thinking, seriously thinking about relations, not just like studying, making sure that you're preparing yourself, but really putting yourself out there to look and possibly marry someone because mm-hmm. man hearing these girls that are dating at 14 and 16 I'm just like cringing on the inside I'm like no <laughs> please they're just babies yeah definitely not the best idea <laughs> it's scary yeah all right is there anything any other topics that um I just kind of have a conclusion um So ultimately, it's not about finding the one. It's choosing and keeping the covenant with the person you already chose. So there's not one person we're supposed to marry because that would be like forced and God doesn't force his will upon us. That's why we have free will. Mm -hmm. And uh, not marrying that said person would be going against his will, which doesn't really make sense because it doesn't say there's one person that I have picked out for you to marry and you must marry them or else you're sinning against me there's absolutely nothing that says that in the bible (laughs) 
And there's a lot of stress and worry that comes with the idea of the one perfect person for us because then we're always questioning if we're wrong or if this person is this the one is this my soulmate is this them and it's like it sets them up for failure because they have to live up to these unrealistic exactly. expectations mm-hmm. that we've created for them and um knowing the truth that we could be compatible with many people but we get to make the choice for ourselves it takes the pressure off and helps us make more knowledgeable decisions especially as christians so the choice is ours to be in covenant with someone it's our job to honor that covenant and choose someone to be the one mm, that's good all right i think we're gonna end it there <laughs>